Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout. I'm alongside Garrett Jacobsmeyer, Alex Jefferson, and Joey Nagel. The return Hi. of Joey. We are recording this on a ping pong table. Joey is on the phone in the deep woods of New Hampshire outside of a restaurant. Uh, let's get this started. Joey, yeah. thoughts on the Yankees series? Um, you know, <laughs> I gotta say, no, it, it, in all seriousness, it was really good. You know, you kicked the, uh, sense of this one, you Let's kicked move. the living <laughs> out of them, right? For three games. Yeah. And the fourth game, you should have won, you know, A-Rod, even though he never shuts up, he did make a good point last night. It was more, instead of taking three games out of the series, it was more like the Red Sox took three and a half because he said, you know, they they made the Yankees go to Chapman and they made Chapman struggle, even though this was a game that the Yankees should have really run away with with all the mistakes the Red Sox were making. And we only ended up losing by three, you know, and if we don't make all those errors, I have a whole list of them. I won't read them off now, but we'll get to that. Yeah, if it's not for those errors, you win that game and you probably win it by multiple runs so yeah. I, I don't know like you take three or four from the quote-unquote best team in baseball it shows that you can hang with them so you know i don't really care about winning the division even though that gives me hope for maybe making a, a cinderella run at the division but we if we match up with the yankees in the playoffs i'm confident we can take them yeah i think it's good because i think it kind of scares the yankees a little bit i think it shows them that when we're a healthy team and we're clicking on all cylinders, we are a hard team to beat. Absolutely. I was scared, though. He was scared. No, Chapman is scared. Chapman, yeah. Chapman is... He, he cannot his, pitch against the Red Sox. Chapman's knees are weak. His arms are heavy. There's Carabas. vomit on his sweater already. Mom's, Mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> like, like I, Chapman is scared of the Red Sox. Yeah. And I mean, Tanaka's probably terrified after that bomb of a game one. James Paxton... Sh- pooped his pants in game two um yeah so i think and like the starting pitching for the red sox in this series was very very good with the exception of chris sale every Mm -hmm. starter was was either excellent or just good good. enough to keep us in the game yeah exactly i was impressed by cashner even though he let up 10 hits but three runs right that's pretty good you want to nugget real quick eduardo rodriguez is tied for the league lead in wins. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he, he's been awesome. He may not yeah. have, like, the best numbers in terms of ERA and whatever. He's, he's basically our Domingo Herman. Like He gets the wins. Great, but they're the, win, they're the runs guys. Yeah, when he goes out there, we can expect to win at this point. Well, the same thing happens with Porcello. Is we've, we've been scoring so many it's runs ridiculous. When, when Porcello is pitching. Like, he's given up, like, 20 runs in his last 20 innings. But it doesn't matter because we're still winning the games he's pitching. Yeah. If we yeah. got that kind of run support for pitchers like Chris Sale, yeah. if he was pitching well, I think you know we would be in a really, really good spot right now. But the run support has been way up, and like everybody's starting to hit, even Mookie. This series was ridiculous. Like The amount of runs we scored against this team, 19, it didn't feel runs, real. 19 runs in the first game was just unbelievable. 19-3. to three. That was a big statement win that kind of set the tone for the rest of the series, I think. Oh, yeah. And taking three games, like Joey said, from the Yankees, is huge at this point in the season. It shows that we're still a good baseball team. We can still contend with some of the best teams in the major leagues. And before that, we took two out of three from the race. So we're still climbing up there in the division. Which should have been we're not out of this three. race. It should have been three of three. It should have been. that. I don't even know what happened in that <laughs> last game. 
Kevin Cash tried to put the pizza guy in <laughs> first base. No, but, I don't know what was going on. And it also shows that the Red Sox, they're still fighting. Like, they may have been, like, they, they had a rough start to the season. They've had their rough patches, but they're not giving up on the season. And the fans that are giving up on the team are just, they're, like, they obviously aren't seeing the heart that this team is playing with because they go in every day and try and win every game they play. Well, this, this they series clearly was... weren't fans since, like, 2011. Like, if, yeah. if you gave up on the Sox now, <laughs> like you were definitely not here in 2011, 2012, 2014, 15, all that. Like we went through some, we went through some bad, bad times. Yeah. Like, yeah, we really showed that that's not this season. This is still yeah. a good season. We still have potential to make it far in the playoffs. And this series wasn't just good because we took three out of four from one of the best teams of baseball. The Red Sox got their confidence back. They got some momentum going. And they just looked so much looser out there playing. Like I saw the beat writers writing about G.D. Martinez getting that um, boombox and they're playing music and throwing stuff across the clubhouse and just having a great time. Yeah. Well, and J.D.'s finally hitting for power again. J.D. has been great. In his, in his last seven games, he's batting 387 with three homers and 10 RBIs. And, like, that's what we need. We need him to be hitting for power. Like, he was hitting a lot of singles and doubles up until, like, the All-Star break, but... That's not what we needed him for. Last year, we were good. Part of the reason, because he took stress off of Mookie. Yeah. And I think the fact that he, him and Benintendi are hitting again is taking some of that pressure off of Mookie to be that guy, and Mookie's starting to go back to his normal MVP-like stature. When JD hits, Mookie hits. And when Mookie and JD are both hitting, everyone's hitting, and you saw that with the offense in this series. It's a very, very good sign. And like you said, Benintendi... And Mookie, they both fixed their swings. I pointed this out on my Instagram today. Ben Attendee in his last seven games, 484 average, three homers, nine RBIs, all because he fixed his stance. He closed his stance a little bit and crouched over the plate a little bit. And it fixed his timing. It fixed his power. He's able to get to the ball quicker, and he's able to get more power that way. And he's looked great. And with Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts having the years that they're having, if you can get Ben Attendee and Mookie being the players that they can be, this offense is unstoppable because you have J.D. Martinez too. Christian Vasquez is having the year he's having. Michael Chavis hits bombs. This offense is yep. a very dangerous offense. We there, just need to find a bullpen. It's There's statistically a re- better than last year, which There's is a just hard to believe. This team has scored the most runs in baseball. Absolutely. Like There's a reason that we have the highest run scored. We have the most run scored per game. Like, I think we have the highest average too or something. There's a reason. It's average. We're, we are one of if not the best offensive team in baseball and you see that every day with the team we just need help finishing games and not getting in our own way if we can stay out of our own ways we will be golden for the rest of the season that's being our biggest that's been our biggest problem against good teams is they're not beating us we're beating ourselves with errors mistakes that we're making joe you pointed you were talking about that list of errors they made in that fourth game of the series why don't you talk about that you like to hear them yeah all right. Well, like, first off, like, this, it was one of Sale's bad starts, you know? Like, there are some starts where his fastball caps at 90, and, like, that's mediocre cheese, you know? You can't dominate on that. You Like, you can't. And, like, we gave, we gave him his iron, and now it's his turn to go get, like, go get his hair back on his fastball, you know? We gave him that huge contract. It's, I don't know what's going on. He's just tossing salad, you know, and when when he pitches into trouble, he he starts grooving, get me over sliders, get me over changeups, and they're just 
the launch. He gets his lunch when that happens, you know? I didn't know we had Dennis Eckersley on the podcast. When, when he walks, when he walks people, it's branch work, you know? <laughs> it, like, it really is. Yeah, in all seriousness, though. I've been listening to way too much Dennis Eckersley. <laughs> but I love, I love his lingo. I'm, like, I love using it. I mean, you're completely right, though. When Chris Sale walks guys, <laughs> when Chris Sale walks guys, it's over. Like, he walks a guy, he gives up a homer. He just to he Johnson. He's a streaky pitcher. <laughs> he is. He's missing his spots like crazy. He has no command of his pitches. In the two homers he gave up, he had the slider that went right over the heart of the plate to Didi Gregorius. He had the fastball that just did nothing over the heart of the plate. I think it was a changeup, actually. He tried to he tried to get me over changeup, and it just stayed right there for Romine. I mean, yeah, he just can't hit his spots when he needs to, like we've been saying in the past episodes. He either throws it down the middle by accident or he's throwing it way out and getting walks. Like, it's just not the Chris Sale we're used to. And he can't figure out how to fix it. He said after every single game that he has to be better. He's just blowing games. He doesn't know what the problem is. We don't know what the problem is. This point in the season, what do we do with Chris Sale? Because I don't think we can trust him to win games He's the guy I trust the least out of all the starters to win a game at this point. I don't know what to do. Oh, oh yeah. So he's giving up more bombs this year, too. Like, yeah. uh, I took this from ESPN. He gave up 11 last year in 158 innings pitched. And then this year, he's given up 19 in 126 innings. It's because his know. pitchers are bleeding to the heart of the plate, and that's why. Another thing is, I heard this on WEI. They were talking, Lou Merloni was talking about how Sale doesn't work as quickly as he did last year. I don't, I haven't really looked into that. Maybe he is. I haven't noticed that. And I feel like that doesn't even matter because he. Well, it does, I think, because Sale's one of the fastest workers in baseball. And what that does is it keeps, it keeps hitters on their toes. You know, they're, they don't really have a chance to step out. Sells all you know, go momentum. collect their thoughts and think of what's coming next. He just gets the ball, chooses a pitch, fires. It's probably you know? about confidence, too. When his stuff isn't really working, he kind of has to sit back and think Slow about it. down. Yeah. Try to aim the pitches. Yeah, the like, that's what it we've is. all pitched before. I think when you're feeling yourself, you tend to work quicker. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, I think the solution, as bad as Evaldi's been out of the bullpen, maybe switch the two of them for the time being. Joey, go. Did you see that tweet? Did you see that tweet? I sent this to Jason a couple hours ago, and I was pissed. Joey texted me this a few hours ago saying what a terrible take. He was going off on it. It is is so dumb. Why would you do this at this point in the season? Like, Because Chris Sale is struggling. He needs to be able to go out there and throw every day. Yes, but we gave him his bread. He has to real. You can't put somebody out in the bullpen that's making seventeen million a year, and He's, that's what we're doing with Avaldi. We're giving Sales double that. We can't put him out in the bullpen. Maybe for the playoffs, I, I could I could see that for the playoffs. But for the for the regular season in a, in in a division hunt, a wild card hunt. You can't do that. That that would just kill him. But he's been that would so him. bad. But he before this year, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. You can't put him in the bullpen. You have to have faith that he'll figure this out. When does enough like, be, like when do enough losses become too much? Like when you put your ace the in the thing. bullpen, that's giving up basically. Yeah. Like here's the thing. In 2014, Justin Verlander had a 4.84 ERA. And look look where he is now. He's winning the Cy Young at 36. We're not saying so, stick him in the in the gulag. No, I'm We're just saying to, it's a down year for Chris Sale. Get him gonna, Like I'm talking about, 
I, I, I kind of rapidly shifted to the long run. Like, in the long run, I think we all know sales is going to be fine next year. It, it could be one of his best years because he's going to come out pissed because it's just an he didn't off do year. his job so far this year. It is an off year, and what I don't, I don't really know catchers? how to work around it. I mean, you kind of have to send him out there to just get through so, it. So yeah, let's Joey, talk about that. If we and you're, you're going to get good starts. Like, Sale has had some great starts. He was coming up two nice starts in a row. Yeah, if you look at his numbers, he's still striking out batters. So He's just yeah, giving up home like, runs. It's walks. So walks say walks and problems. <laughs> what? So say Therefore, he's good. It's fine. So, no, so, no, so there's still stuff there. Like walks lead to branch work. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, he's still striking out batters, which means his stuff is still good. It's just the command shoes. that's the problem. <laughs> so if he okay, so say we don't move him out to the bullpen. Yeah. What if we switch up his catcher? What if we put Vasquez in there? See, because Vasquez has been good with some of so, the other starting pitchers. Well, they I don't pitch him well. Like I don't, Sandy Leone has done. Nothing. I don't understand why Sandy Leone still exists. <laughs> like, Porcello and Sale are the only two pitchers that ever want him. And they both suck this season. So why even have him? Every time those Sandy guys are out of the game... wasn't even on the opening day roster. Exactly. Every time that Porcello and Sale are out of the game, Vasquez pinch hits for Sandy because Sandy is 203 with four homers, and two of those homers are against position players. Let the greatest power hitter of our generation <laughs> get the behind the plate every single time. Christian Vasquez is one of our best offensive hitters right now, and he's a great defensive catcher. That he can... is definitively the greatest power hit of our generation. No, Put him behind the plate. Christian it? Vasquez Christian needs to play. Christian the Vasquez. Did you see him throw out, um, what's his name, on the Yankees on Saturday? Vasquez or Leon? Vasquez. LeMahieu Le hurt himself on that, I yeah, think. He yeah. threw out LeMahieu. He blasted LeMahieu on that throw. He's got a great arm. He's got, and he's so good at reading like when runners are gonna go or not. He's he is a he's, great he's, overall catcher. His pop up is so quick, and Sandy Leone is just a meatball at the plate that can't hit. It's an automatic <laughs> out only... every single time. Exactly, and yeah. when you have him and JBJ going back to back, it's like, like having two pitchers in the lineup. Exactly, and we play the, the American Vasquez, League. We have is, a DH. The thing with Vasquez is though they say Sale Sale he Leone is there for Sale and Porcello. Because Leon quote calls a better game. I don't. But buy they that. both suck. Even when Sand, no matter who the catcher is, they've had yeah. bad starts. Sale has no, had good starts with Vasquez Sandy. and this good starts with Sandy, year. and bad starts with both of them too. No, this this is Sandy's last year. I, I'm confident in like, the major leagues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was saying that last night too. He's like, if we get rid of Sandy, he's probably not going anywhere else. I, and that's true. The problem is, is we don't have a second catcher. Well. What? Um, uh, Zue Lin. Um, hey, moment of silence for Blake Spyhart. Yeah, facts I thought though. he had a good shot this year. Yeah, really me too. Did. No cap. Oscar, Oscar Hernandez in AAA. He's not he bad. Wants Centeno. Literally, anyone say, besides Sandy Leone. Why not go out and trade for someone that like getting a backup catcher like that should be no price at all. Just well, go toss thing. some like. Get like old, old, old. Get Matt some meters. random dude from single A and just. I was thinking Martin Maldonado. Me too. I just yeah. The Cubs, I know they just traded for him. They're probably gonna flip him. They want to flip him. They want to flip him, and if not, they might. They might honestly just release, designate him for assignment. So, like, the thing is, Maldonado is kind of the same thing as Leon. He is, yeah. You know. He is. But maybe but... he'll have more success with Salem Porcello. We don't know. Well, but I still want Christian no, Vasquez no, you, in the you lineup. You can't do that, though. You can't go get a catcher 
in in August and and expect him to fit right in, you know? Unless I'm fine with they keeping had prior experience. I'm fine okay, with keeping like, Sandy Leon on the roster because he can still help the, the pitchers the with his knowledge or whatever. Just don't start him as much. Still make Christian Vasquez like the everyday starting catcher. Just put Sandy in there every once in a while when he needs a day off. But you can still yeah. have Sandy on the roster as that backup catcher when you need to and have him in the dugout. He can still talk to the pitchers in the dugout. He can talk to Vasquez in the dugout. He can still contribute on the bench. So here's my proposition. When we start um, Leon at catcher, put Vasquez at DH, take JBJ out of the lineup, and put JD in right like field, that. put Mookie in center. That way you're getting rid of one of your automatic outs. That I like way you that. don't have two automatic outs in the lineup. I do like that idea. That's a good idea. Um, they, the only thing is, JD is like my level of outfield defense. Well, Joey, I think it's the opposite of your level of outfield defense from what I've heard. He's JD a little is not defense. good. JD hits better when he's playing in the outfield. He's not that bad. I mean, if we put uh, him in left field I with a monster not. wall, I don't think he'd be that bad. Ben Attendee kind of sucks out there. He still needs to learn how to uh, play the monster. Ben Attendee doesn't know how to play the monster. He's out there like he's scared of the monster. I mean, yeah, I know that he hit him up a couple times um, this series, but it did to Talkman as well. He was having a horrible time out there. That's a bad standard to set, though. If you're comparing yourself to him, uh... to Mike Talkman, (laughs) another short Hubs loves him. He sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Another guy, guy that we bet on not getting that hit. I think so. Was Um, another guy that we could put in the outfield in that kind of scenario um wait that doesn't make sense because jd would have to move out of dh anyway but sam travis i want to talk about him he's been pretty good since we called him up most recently he's been platooning at first base a little bit playing some left field he's been a pretty solid contributor to this team 333 with a homer and three rbs (laughs) and three rbis in his last rbs (laughs) we have the meats (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's been he's been pretty good though I yeah, like his I know. hair. He's, he's skyrocketing his uh, his his uh, trade stock. Well, he's been waiting for for this like Can't wait these to flip him consistent opportunities for so long. It's true. Like this is finally like we're finally giving him an opportunity. Before we would just call him up for like six days when someone was hurt. I don't know. I haven't heard much about Travis being thrown around in trade talks, which is kind of weird. Um, I've heard a couple things about him, but. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard a lot about Bobby Dahlbeck. He was uh, yeah he started at first base. For double A for the first time in months, and um, he could be getting dealt, which I do not like because I I think he is the best overall prospect in our organization. I was looking at his stats; he punches out like it's nobody's business. Does he really? I thought he had better numbers than Chavis in terms of strikeouts. I don't. Maybe no. I always no. thought Dahlbeck was a little more of a contact hitter, like had better contact than Chavis. They both have a ton of power. But I thought he was a little yeah. more overall of a hitter. I that could be Cass's. He's better on defense too. Uh, He's got a great arm and a decent glove. So Dahlbeck this year, I like Tristan Cass's. A hundred and one games in Double A, he has struck out a hundred and six times. So he's averaging about a strikeout a game. Less than Chavis. Chavis has over a hundred too. But. Yeah, uh, Chavis is closing in on I think Domingo Santana for the MLB lead. And Chavis hasn't even played the whole season. Well, and so, but the thing is, is Bobby Dahlbeck's also batting two thirty. Well, he had a rough start to the season. He's been better of late. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the three seventy one OBP, but I mean, like these numbers at this point in the minors don't mean too much because it's his future potential that really matters in trades like these. 
And Dude, let me so, get let me get Dahlbeck's splits. I think he has he's... so much potential. <laughs> there's a there's a little thing on MLB tonight right now. Drew Pomeranz drawing trade interest from who? <laughs> <laughs> What's the woo? The woo, woo, Pomeland. No way. Why? I had a nightmare that the Red Sox traded back for him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Bobby Dahlbeck has been thrown around in trade scenarios for Edwin Diaz of the Mets. Um, the report from Buster Only says any Red Sox offer for Edwin Diaz would presumably include minor leaguer slugger um, Bobby Dahlbeck, who is blocked at third base by the younger Rafael Devers, or 2018 number one pick Tristan Casas. I don't want to trade either of those guys. I think they're both huge parts of our team in the future. However, the only thing is Devers. Yeah, Devers. Like he's 22 years old. He's going to be at third base for a long Best time. Best hitter in baseball right now. He he reminds me. I don't know if this is a bit far-fetched. A little bit of, a, like, a lefty Adrian Beltre, the way he hits. Okay. I mean, I can kind of I, I'll I, give it to you. you. You know, like, I don't know. He just constantly puts the ball in play, constantly hits it hard, you know? Like, he's amazing. Know. It's so, unbelievable. When I was watch, watching Friday, uh, I don't know if it was Friday night's game, whenever Bogey uh, hit that ball over the monster, Bogey Bogey's had that, power, that, that, that kind of pull power. Devers hit that oppo. He hit a home run that night oppo just off as hard, the, if not harder. Side. He uses every field, and he hits it Did hard. Did you see the double he hit a couple nights ago where it was like a foot out of the strike zone yeah. and he poked it to center? Yeah. It's, like, that was crazy. The most unbelievable part is, like I said, he's 22 years old, and this is what he's doing right now. Like, his future is so, so bright. And it's like, we thought he was going to be an exclusive power hitter. And he's showing that he's going to be like an MVP caliber, all-around great hitter, power, contact, everything. Isn't he leading the league Defense. in batting average? Um, he's either no, one he's or two. LeMahieu. He might be two, yeah. But he's up there. He's behind and- LeMahieu. But if you take out his first month of the season where he's like kind of bad, he would he would like. Yeah. I still can't believe he wasn't an all-star. That was terrible. Yeah. So back to what we were talking about, though, with Cassis, Dahlbeck, Chavis, Devers. I mean, no one's going to go to shortstop, and that's four guys. So I think, now that I think about it, unless we put someone in the outfield, there really is no spot for all those guys. So it could make sense to trade one of them, but I don't know if I want to trade one of them for a relief pitcher. Like, we gave up a ton for Craig Kimbrell. We were lucky that all four of them kind of stunk. Manny Margot is so bad. (laughs) Yeah, I feel feel bad for that. (laughs) I feel bad for Okay. So if we put Casas in the future at first base, Chavez at second base, and Devers is at third, Dahlbeck does kind of stand out there and he could be traded. But the same thing with Casas. Like they play the same they can play the same position. So one of them can stay, one of them can go. The good thing about Diaz is he's under control for three more years. And his salary right now is around six hundred thousand. So And we know what he's capable of. Yeah, he He's was fifty something. He was untouchable last he year. He was nasty last year. Yeah, and and I think part of his struggles, I mean, it's a really it's a weird Mets. reasoning. It's the Mets. Yeah, He's like on the Mets. it's contagious with them. I don't know what it is. Unless you're Pete Alonso or Jeff McNeil, 
like if you're or on Jacob the Mets, DeGrom. you're gonna be bad. You're like the yeah. environment you're in. We've said this, I think, every episode since it happened. I don't get when it. your GM it's is just... throwing chairs, <laughs> like <laughs> that's just not a good recipe for success. And if I you look at the Brody. advanced statistics, he has a four eight one ERA, but a three fifty FIP. And I don't know much about advanced statistics, but that's good. Yes. <laughs> Can we talk real quick on the Stroman trade? Because I that I'm was still, weird. Like really confused. The Mets trading for Marcus Stroman, like that's not where I expected him to go. I thought he was for sure going to. Like the Yankees, maybe the Astros, maybe the Brewers, something Braves. like that. Braves, maybe. But the Mets, yeah. they're not even a contender, and they're getting like the best, one of the best starting pitchers on the market for trades other than Madison Bumgarner. Um, what are they going to do with Thor now? I, I, I still he's getting think traded. they're going to yeah, trade him. He's, he's yeah, I, it's it's strange. I I wouldn't want to have Noah Syndergaard in my rotation because he's a, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a. A strange person. I don't know. He's, he's having fun. a bad year. Like he's he tweeted, stuff. he tweeted like I have no idea what's going on. You see that Instagram when he was getting traded? Like, oh, he keeps tweeting. I, I responded. Yeah, I love it. I said, "Man, I you're it. really in your feelings right now." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're on the Mets, that's what happens. It's it's yeah. rough out there. Marcus Stroman. Let me let me let me get exactly what he said. He said, "In times when it feels like nobody wants you, <laughs> at least I know I'll always have the hammer of Thor by my side." He posted on Instagram a picture of himself. With the caption, when you're on the trading block for the second time in six months. That's what happens yeah. when you're on a bad team. Yeah. But Yo, I mean, Trevor Bauer, too. Trevor, but did you see that? That he, was awesome. He that chucked awesome. the ball over the center that. field wall because Terry he got Frank taken out of the game. How far of a throw is that? A like lot. 390? Uh, about three, that's about, it hit the, I mean, they said it hit the batter's eye. It didn't you, just like creep over the you wall. you got to add like 15, 20 pitches to his pitch count for that day just because of that. <laughs> Well, do you see him before games, like his long toss? He's nuts. He needs, he he needs like a relay man in, in the middle head. for his long toss. He's it's a weird over. person. Did you see Francona go out to him on the mound and he was like, <laughs> what are you doing? What's wrong with you? He's, yeah, Don't take a yeah. timeout. You calm down, buddy. <laughs> I'll deal with you later. Remember when he kind of like screwed the Indians in the playoffs when he played with drones? Yeah. Yeah, it's like chopped his finger off with a drone. Yeah, I still remember <laughs> that game in Toronto no. where the mountain was just slowly turning red. Anyways, this is a Red Sox podcast, yeah, so sorry. let's bring it's this back baseball. here. Um, I'm just glad that Stroman didn't go to the Yankees, and I'm glad he went to the National League, so I don't have to see him pitch that much. So am I, honestly. The Yankees have so much, and every single one of their fans, it seems like, it's just like, I well, hate just, their fans. just pay someone else. They're just terrible. throw all they're this money at someone people. else. That's a solution. They, We're not going to. We gonna... can't. No, no. Stop they're, using that argument. No, they're because we have a higher too. payroll than them. We can't use that argument anymore. But that's what they're used to. It's no, throw money no, at someone else. It's throw money at someone else. We're ring. sitting here. No, but they're dumb too. Like there was a guy on Jason's. Yeah, they post are. Who was? Yeah, like, they are. It was like the ten Mookie to Betts f- is a fluke. That's what he said. No, no, no. There was a guy on the ten to five game. He's like, "How is this a blow? We only lost by six runs." And I was like, <laughs> "Math is hard, isn't it, fans? Ten to five equals a six run difference. Okay." Like, calm down. I think they were saying that Mookie Betts is a fluke. Like, he should have been a two-time MVP. He's a one-time MVP, like a four-time All-Star. He's got all these gold gloves. and Silver he's, sluggers. And he's so young. Like, he is not a fluke. He's one of the best players in the game of baseball. Yeah, no argument there. No argument at all. Yeah. Jason, I'm just mad. We're sitting here talking about how we need to move pitchers into the bullpen, bring people up, all this crap. And every single Yankee fan just goes, nope. Throw more money at someone else. Just chuck money at them. At least I'm totally biased. But well, it seems like it's like also, that for every single time. Like, I see whenever they have, like, a bad game or bad start, they're like, 
Okay, go Cashman, go get a guy. Like they're just they he does, want though. He, to he, trade he has for... to get a starter. He <laughs> got Edwin Encarnacion for no reason. They had no reason to get him. No, why why did he trade for James Paxton and Edwin Encarnacion? Cashman literally said this. He said they have had yes. prior success against the Red Sox. We're in we their heads. Own, we own the real estate in their heads. Yeah. It's been like this for years. Cause yeah. they're because from the time they won their last World Series, we've won two. Yeah. And and if you if you take out that two thousand nine, this century, we've won four, they've won one. Or maybe two. Yeah. Uh, the players. Yeah, won I don't know. Whatever. The players are bad sportsmen too. Luke Voigt after he don't struck out. Don't get me started on Luke Voigt. <laughs> yeah, Luke Voigt. Yeah. Luke Voigt threw his helmet after his strikeout. That's a bad example for the kids. That's bad sportsmanship. That's not what you want to see. MLB's pitching the let it's the not, kids it's play. It's not Alexander like, Bogarts tosses like chucks his bat every time he just gets under a ball. Grantland Rick once said, <laughs> "It's not whether you win or lose; it's how you play the game." Exactly. And I'm sorry, Luke Boy. Luke Boy chops at baby gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What the? <laughs> he buys chest hair online and glues it to himself. There's no way that pig can grow any. Just for the record, I was at the game, uh, game four. He got booed the loudest out of all the Yankees players. He was up there with Aaron remember, Judge. But... <laughs> remember when he hit that opposite field poke in Yankee Stadium and he was he was pimping it down the baseline. It was like, like 280 jersey, feet. And it hit the top of the wall. That ball went 300 feet. <laughs> and he was like, yep, I got this one. I got this one. And he only got a single out of it. Yeah. Um, he can't lay off a high fastball either. He can't. He's always way late on them. He needs he a button. He, he kind of sucks. He kind of sucks. I don't care about his Well, his it doesn't fit him. He can't button it up. Just... Yeah, it, it's literally like the, the youth jerseys. He has to go across the street to the team store when he needs a new jersey. Uh, let's get back on track here. Let's go back to uh, talking about the bullpen with the trade deadline coming up sometime. What do you week. guys want the Red Sox to do with the bullpen? Do you want one closer or like two solid relievers? I want well, because for me, I want <laughs> like at minimum, I want just a closer because then it creates a trickle down effect in the bullpen because then I, everybody's yeah. going to get their role. I agree. If we get some like, guy like Edwin Diaz Kirby. or Kirby An established Yates. closer. If we yeah. get an established closer like that, like you said, it'll have the trickle-down effect. You don't need a second reliever. You don't need to go have, get a second reliever. We have a bunch of setup guys in our bullpen. We just don't have anyone for them to set up right now. Brandon Workman, yeah. Matt Barnes, uh, Nathan Avaldi now. Like These are guys who can set up a closer. We just don't have one for them to set up right now. Matt Barnes could be a great eight inning, eighth-inning guy. He honestly. was. Yeah. He was a great eighth-inning guy. Yeah. He was great. Like... Like, you know that excuse the Red Sox gave in the season? It was an excuse when they were saying we were going to use our best reliever in the in the, in the the biggest situations and all that. Yeah. It's a load of crap. It, it's just the excuse for not wanting to shell out money for a closer. Yeah. Because I think, I think somebody – I think a reliever is somebody who wants to work on a repetitive schedule, knowing every night they're going to get inning X. You know, yep. like they're going to get the eighth inning every night. Yeah. They're creatures of habit. That's a good and like, point. And also, sometimes we were going to Matt Barnes in the seventh inning like because apparently it was the the highest leverage situation in the game. Well, 
if he comes in in the seventh, there's a good chance to face the heart of the order in the seventh. There's a good chance the heart of the order comes up again in the ninth. Yeah. You know? And and it happened. It happened, and we just screwed ourselves. Yeah, and right now, Brandon Workman's really the only reliever we trust, and that's not nope. a good thing because they have to use him in all these ridiculous spots all the time. We had a five-run lead. He's 40 pitches in consecutive yeah. outings. Yeah, in that Blue Jays, way back in the Blue Jays series, we tried to put him in for a five-out save where he threw like 46 pitches. That was like half a starter's start, and he's supposed to be like our relief pitcher. And in the Yankees series... We had a five-run lead, and we had to come have him come in because everyone else was just so bad. And we had like a six-run lead in the other game. Nathan Valdi gave up two runs, and we had to have Brandon Workman come in again, back-to-back days, because we just don't have anyone else who can close out and finish a game. So that's why we need to get a closer like Edwin Diaz, Kirby Yates, Shane Green, Ken Giles. We need someone like that at the back end of the bullpen so we don't need to rely on this one guy all the time. Yeah, if you get an established closer, <clears throat> they're obviously going to get the ninth. Barnes, I think he is potentially be a great eighth inning guy. And then you have Workman, you have Darwinson, you have Evaldi. They can they can take innings five, six, and seven to set up Barnes to set up your closer. So how much do we trust Nathan Evaldi in the bullpen? Because he has not been that great since he's come back from being I injured. I think he's been rusty. Like he's getting it up there. He was touching one hundred and one on several occasions. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just been a bit of control, and I think for him, he can he can. Uh, I think he has the the ability to to settle down, and I don't know. I'm I'm gonna give him like three or four more appearances, and if he continues to do this, then you know, then we have a problem. I mean, he only had but, one inning of rehab, and he was injured for like two or three months. So yeah. I mean, give him a little slack. He still needs a little bit of time to work things out and find himself again. Like you said, he has the stuff. He has the velocity. He just needs to find himself again. I thought he pitched well in that in that appearance against the Yankees, and it was just the he wasn't getting a couple borderline calls. Yeah, but you know he 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 started walking people towards the end, and that was when he was he was up around twenty four pitches, twenty four twenty five pitches, and you know I think I think he was a little bit he was a little bit tired because. Like he 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 hadn't thrown that amount of pitches since like April. Yeah, I do like the you idea know? of using him almost as like a super reliever though. Like if we need to, he can get us two innings, three he innings. He gets us outs. He he can get us out and he can do yeah. it throwing a hundred miles an hour with nasty break. So he's got so much I don't, potential. I still there. don't understand how he doesn't punch guys out. You know. Yeah, it's he's not weird. much of a strikeout pitcher, which is definitely weird for the he's stuff got he has. He's a cutter at ninety-seven. It's. Yeah, it's nasty. His he's, cutter is one is ninety seven. His fastball is one hundred one. He has a decent curveball. I mean, and he never punches guys out. He's never done it in his career. Yeah, maybe maybe being in the bullpen will change that. We'll see. <clears throat> maybe, but he he gets weak contact. Yeah, every time. So that's the key. I don't really care. Uh, to talk about the rotation, we talked about how bad Chris Sale's been. So, who would be your elimination game starting pitcher? Erod or David Price? Which one? Right now, I mean, I got to go with David Price. Yeah, you're yeah, David I, I Price. So. Yeah, David I, Price is my guy. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna go Eddie, just because of the team. I, I, it's some. You yeah, know, maybe it's a maybe with thing. the team you know success, when Eddie comes around, like you score runs. I don't know what it is. The only thing with David Price is I'm scared that he's gonna completely choke, like he did that a couple starts ago. 
He he's, holds the cards now. He has no. <laughs> he <laughs> he's had that struggle in the postseason before until last postseason. That kind of worries me a little bit. But I mean, at the same time, Eduardo Rodriguez is young, and he's not really that seasoned in the playoffs. I, I feel yes, like there's but Alex Cora loves him. True. I feel like there's no really clear cut answer to this no, of who isn't. should start. If there's if there needs to be a debate, that's a bit of a problem. Like if you have to have a debate on an elimination game starter. Yeah. You know. I mean, I if I had to pick right now, I'd probably say David Price just because he has been our best overall starter. I don't know. That's tough. Hopefully, another sleeper candidate would be Porcello to me because just because he, he gets started the a game one sixty three when he was twenty years old. Yeah. He's had experience. He for does a long time. he does really come he through has when he's playoff experience. He does really come through when he needs to. Like under the bright lights, he's pretty great. Yeah, he that's does, true. Like yeah, that Yankees like, game last year where he needed to pitch well, he showed up. Yeah. He showed up in the Didn't playoffs. Did he face twenty eight guys that game? Uh, it was a one hitter, right? Yeah. It was a yeah. one hitter and the one hit was a home run. Yeah. That was maybe the best start of the season last year. Like, that was probably his Red best Sox start pitcher. of his career. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Was that the game where Mookie came in and played second base for a couple innings? It might I think it was. I think it was, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Hey, that's why we didn't sweep the Yankees. Because he we didn't have Mookie come in. I did have a feeling that we were going to sweep them because last time we swept them in four games, we were on Sunday Night Baseball. And, and we so, came back. Yeah, yeah. But we didn't have Tony Renda. I hated watching oh, that game. Man. Why? I think the whole thing with A-Rod and the cake, it made me so oh my mad. God. Oh, it was I can't terrible. even describe but it. But you know what? Good job for the for the uh, beat writers. They took it. Yeah. They didn't even eat, yeah. didn't even eat the cake. What an ungrateful they, piece of poop. It was Just, like, take your finger and lick some of the frosting off or something. It was great. It Mad like Dog. They went to the shop and stop. Not even a shop and stop. It looks like they went to the 7-Eleven <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's down the street. Shaw's and, and Star just got Market. the birthday cake. Uh, yes. Mad Dog Christopher Russo was going off on this on uh, MLB Network. He was like, can I just sit on my couch and watch a baseball game and enjoy the baseball game, eating my sausage and pasta without having this nonsense on my television screen? It was like in the middle of something important, too. I, I yeah, don't remember what I it know. was. Don't quote me to that. But I and remember being like genuinely angry. I... <laughs> ESPN Sunday Night Baseball is just an overall disaster. I hate them. If they didn't have Matt Beskurgeon, I would actually not watch. <laughs> I, same. They kept milking. And you know the what? Whole... He's having a bit of a down year. I don't think ESPN likes him getting overly excited. They don't. They're oh. ruining Matt Vasgersian. Which how do you how do you even do that? Matt Vasgersian. <laughs> Jess Mendoza. I'm sorry. She sucks. It's not even because she's a woman. She just has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> like she no, starts. She, she starts a sentence and doesn't know where it's going. She said there is not a bad seat in Fenway Park. At the game I was at, on game four, um, there was a guy sitting behind a pole. pole. (laughs) He was looking directly at a pole, straight on, nothing else, couldn't even see the field. How is that not a bad seat in the house? Listen, Fenway is a terrible park for watching a game. It really is. I'm sorry, but it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, she just starts saying, she's like, you know, Mookie Betts is... He's a great player, and you know why he's a he, great player? Because he, he plays out there. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just got sick of them. Oh. It was probably three times they replayed the fight between 
Veritek and A Rod yeah. with A Rod in the booth. And I, it, you know what I hate? Yankees so fans. They're saying that A Rod actually didn't take won off the fight. A Rod didn't he take did. off his helmet. He Veritek whooped it off of him. him. Veritek went straight to his helmet, him. smacked him in the face, and knocked it off. A Rod didn't throw off his helmet, Bryce Harper style. A Rod sat there with that his protection fun. on. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all the sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. Plus, you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. How do you spell it? D-U-G. Oh, And you can see from your seat so you won't have to sit behind the pole. Yep. True. No pole seats with SeatGeek. Oh my um, God. Should we get to some listener questions? I would oh, I want to read them. Let me read them. No. <laughs> no, because one guy was like DMing me them because he didn't know how it worked. Sit, sit down. Sit down. Oh, you don't think I'm capable of going to? No, I got this. Our first question from Ryan Sutherland15 says, talk about all the possible relievers that we could get. Well, there's Kirby Yates, Edwin Diaz, Ken Giles, Shane Green. We haven't um, talked about how much we'd have to give up. Like, Yogi Bear. who well, would be the cheapest? Who would be the most expensive? Um, uh, and Gates who, would be the most like, expensive. Who's who's your who's your choice? Factoring mm. in all of that, like Edwin who, Diaz. Who do you want the most? Edwin I, Diaz. Edwin I'm Diaz. okay. I I don't know. I don't want to give up any of the top prospects, but I feel like we kind of have to if we want to win. I looked at I looked at Diaz's game log. He's had a cu- he's had a couple terrible games, but other than that, you know. Yeah, but every closer been does. Fine. He was great and last year. I think year. if we, yeah. He was on the Mets. They were basically ready to put him in the Hall of Fame after last season. Yeah. Like, he almost had 60 saves. Yeah. Um, Garrett, who's your choice? <laughs> I'd take Kenny Giles. Who you got? Who you got? Um, Who do you want on the Red Sox closing out games in the ninth inning? I want... Honestly, I would be so happy if Drew Pomerantz came back. But whatever. Maybe, uh, my, maybe my take isn't that hard. I want... Uh, Ken Giles, I think he would be the best fit. I think we could get like. I thought it was G Lays. I'm not a. F- <laughs> Kenny, Kenny's cheap. G-Lays. I want Ken G Lays. I mean, out this year, but he's had a meltdown. Before. I'm not a fan of pitchers who punch themselves in the face. <laughs> that I feel like that's really not funny. not great to have. <laughs> get yourself hyped up, My, bro. Yo, quick question though: Why is Kirby Yates on the trading block? Because the Padres suck. Well, no, no, no. Because the the Padres are a good team. But they've but been slipping. Kirby Yates is what, like thirty-four years old? Is I feel he like that old? He's pretty. He's up there in age. He's like thirty-three, yeah. thirty-four. So it kind of makes okay, sense why they I want to trade that more. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, Edwin their, Diaz, their window, their championship window is going to be like in a couple years, two or three years down the road. Yeah, yeah. they're so, going to be a good team though. I think Edwin Diaz is probably the most likely because we have that three years of control afterwards he's the yeah and i mean Tom if Brown we have to give up someone like dollback or casas at least we get a guy for three years yeah at least yeah, we like, solve you, that hole you can for actually three years. get diaz for a reasonable price that's right a now. good point i don't want to trade dollback or casas for a, a guy a we're gonna have for a couple months and then he's out the door yeah like we can't do that for shane green like shane green i'd give you like I don't know. I wouldn't really toss give him you like anything. Thaddeus Ward and Anthony Flores. Domingo Those Flabingo. sound like creative player names, but okay, <laughs> yeah. How about Gilberto Jimenez? Or as Joey says, Jimenez. <laughs> Jimenez, yeah. All right, next question. Next question from Wadester06. Do you believe the Edwin Diaz rumors, or are they just talk? It's um, happening. It's happening. Okay. To me. So, I think it's happening. 
Um, I thought they were pretty close to getting Kirby Yates, but then that kind of just fell off, and Edwin Diaz became the new guy. A lot of people are saying— It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. We're getting Edwin. (laughs) Okay. A lot of people are saying, why would the Mets trade him? Because they just got Stroman, and they kind of seem like they're going for it. Um, I don't know. They're not. (laughs) They're the Mets. They're the Mets, yeah. Uh, Like, that's just something they would do. I think if you had a smart person running the Mets, they would not— even field an offer for Edwin, yeah. considering they took on Cano's contract for him. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely trading him though. They, yeah, I, I do, I do too. The Mets are such a dumpster fire. They are. I, 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 I like kind of want them to be good. You know, I thought they were going to be going into the season. I thought they were going to be good. I thought they were going to actually compete for. Maybe not the division, but for definitely a wild card spot. I think I may I may have said this. Whoa, whoa, we got breaking news! Episodes. Breaking news live on the podcast. Tyler Thornburg has reportedly signed with the Dodgers. Oh, God help them! <laughs> How? Why does that make? Oh, it? Why no, would you sign no. Tyler Thornburg? Because they're the Dodgers. They make terrible players have like. Good moments. They they won't make them good, but they will step up in big situations. He's gonna have one huge moment in the postseason. This he year. is. He is one huge Wait. moment where he comes in like bases loaded, no out, in in like a one run lead for the Dodgers, and he just punches three guys out. What if we made it down on one knee for the? Then he's gonna. Yeah. Suck. What if we made it to the World Series and faced the Dodgers, and then Tyler Thornburg closed it out for the Dodgers against us? Or we light him up. That'd be and cool. Walk it off. <laughs> That'd be cool. Walk off the World Series against Thornburg. <laughs> uh, next question: yeah. um, Who should we trade for for Wednesday from Ben Jacobson? I'll Closer. I'll rank them. Number okay. one: Edwin Diaz. Number two: Shane Green. Number three: Chris Martin. Number four: No one else. What happened to Kirby Yates? Or Ken uh, Giles? Yeah, number actually wait yeah 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 put Kirby <laughs> at three, Chris Martin at four. Where do you Chris get Chris Martin, Martin nice. from? He's having an underrated year, man. <laughs> we he's get, not a closer, yeah. but he's a nice reliever. We could get Daniel Hudson from the Blue Jays. He's not bad. Cheap price. Um, nah, but I, no, I, okay. I'd, uh, anyone from the Blue Jays, I'd like Kenny. But um, I don't really want him to be closing out games. Like, I've seen a lot of places that Ken Giles is most likely going to go somewhere where he's going to be the eighth inning guy. So, I Next don't know. question from Adam Regan, 19. Are the Red Sox buyers or sellers? Buyers. We've got hot um, lately. What would we sell? You know so, what? We don't, yeah. I'm with Joey on this. Blow it up. Joey blow it up. Anything. Not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was talking about this with someone today. What if we did a partial buy and a partial sell in terms of we have a lot of free agents, um, guys who are going to be free agents next year. What if we traded – Say, like, Jackie Bradley Jr. I really want to trade him for the record. <laughs> I really want to get rid of him. But what if we traded him for maybe some kind of bullpen piece or maybe just some, like, a prospect? Maybe, prospect. yeah. Some, like, three-team deal. You could do decent. a three-team deal or something. There's something there. Like, I don't know. Is, some team would want JD. takes his spot in the outfield? Um, because I don't want to run JD out there every day. What if... We have, J- I we got have Jaron Duran. I got a hot take. He's not ready. But I got nah, a hot take. Nah. I got a hot take. What if we put Mitch Moreland in left field? 
Oh, dude. He can't run. <laughs> he can't run. Like <laughs> He can't run right now. Did you see the ball he hit off the wall yesterday? Wait a Bayern second. Didn't he... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. 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 Brock Holt. Yeah, Maven conceded the yeah, double. Well, I, I, Brock Holt. I don't know why you didn't say that earlier. We can have... Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, 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 Brock, I know. I texted <laughs> you that last night. <laughs> have Brock Holt Brock play Holt. out. I knew there was something with this. Have Brock Holt play in the outfield. That can le- leave Chavis a starting role at second base. Still have Mitch Moreland at first base with, with uh, Sam Travis, who can also play the outfield. He can also play to, first base. What happened to Steve Pierce? Oh, he's dead. He's... Uh, yeah, yeah. He, like, no, broke uh, his, his leg his, or something. His legs... His legs have just died. He's done. They're gone. He's not coming yeah, back. His, ha- his hammies are like torn in half. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I feel bad, but because we gave we gave him some we gave him some iron, but it, it's just not working out. Yeah, but that would be a smart op- option for Dave Dombrowski, so he probably wouldn't do it. But <laughs> like doing some kind of partial trade, partial sell, partial buy thing like that, it'd be smart. But he's just gonna like dump some prospects for some guy and ruin the team a little bit more. Um, next one from our guy, the Vooch. Vooch, what's up, bro? It's, it's been the a Vooch. How, how you doing? Um, he says, "What's up, boys? Wondering if you think the Sox will play as good as they have the rest of the season." Hell yeah! No, we are gonna make no. a run at the division. Whoa. They'll play better. They will play better. They will play better. What? Why? What? Why would you think they'll play better? No, I'm just confused of where your standard is. What is? The last five, two series? The rest of the yeah. season. Yeah, what's, what's have been? the last two Every single game baseball. of the season before today. Oh, so, like, good but bad. What? Doesn't it have so, been? I think like, you mean they like, are going like, to play before. some very good They'll be better than beginning of the season. They will be better than they have been so far. They're getting hot. They're going to keep getting hotter. Don't I let the Sox like, get hot, though. They were when they got hot, like between the Rays and the Yankees. No, they, no, they'll be as good as I don't, they have I, been. So this no, past I don't even think we played our best baseball than... in in these past two series because how is nineteen to three not our best baseball? Yeah, but we let two games get away. Yeah, we, we like we haven't played our best consistent baseball. Maybe like That's fair. we first three games against the Yankees, best baseball of the season. I think we can all agree on that. But we uh we kind of lost it. I don't know what happened last night. Boston appreciation. I think it was because we, we knew we had an off day. That's Bo- what I think. Boston appreciation says Vasquez's great year. Greatest power hitter of our generation. That's all I have to What say. do you want us to say? I like, love his swing. This he is a good question way. coming up. Dylan Snyder with the three instead of the E. Japog. Edgy. Okay. Um, he asked. Oh, wait. No, there's an H in there. Why are we so inconsistent? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> so I don't know how to explain inconsistency. Our what? Of, no, so our generation. Japog. 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 That's what I'm going to call it from now on. So why are we so inconsistent? I mean... Um, it's tough it, to explain inconsistency because it's just... It's the start of it, it really boils down to... You win one night and you lose the next. Yeah. Hot take. And then and then you're like, oh, you know what it you know what it is? We win one night and we're like, oh yeah, we're back. And then we don't give it our hundred percent the next night. And then the night after that, we're like, oh, we got to give it a hundred percent again if we want to win again. So then they do that, and then they're like, yeah, but we're back now, so we don't have to. We just have to keep our heads. The Red Sox have to keep their heads. Um, because just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Uh, because it's, the race does not always go to the swift. 
But to the you ones what we gotta who do? keep running. We got to come up with a catchphrase for the rest of the season. Pog. Joey, that's not where I was going. I was having deep quotes, but... It ain't over till it's over. Always have a no. plan and believe I, in it. Thinking, Nothing happens by accident. More of like a a great baseball player is the one who will take a chance. Champions keep playing until they get it right. Never give up. So there's a wall um, of just sports quotes right next to us right here, so we're just going down the list here. You're never this? a loser until you quit Win trying. a lot more. The thrill that's, isn't that in the winning, the it's in the, the doing. I'm sorry, Joey. Repeat everything you just said. No, next okay. question from... No, our, our, that, phrase, our phrase for the rest of the season is going to be win more. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. No, 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 no. Do win. Didi Gregorius. Didi Gregorius. Didi Gregorius. He goofed before game one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That was... And he took it back right after. Oh, man. He backpedaled like crazy. He said, every time we get a chance to play the Red Sox and you get a chance to bury them, that's all you want to do. Okay. And then, after that game where we beat him 19-3, to he, on Twitter, said, I mean, you should hear both sides of the story. Don't cut the pieces out and make me look like I'm a bad person. I play this game because I love it. No need to start trouble because I ain't up with that. I'm sure okay, he said it exactly um, like that, Our, our catchphrase for the rest of the season is bury them. <laughs> it will be once we get Do ahead. win. Do damage, do win. Uh, do bury, do, do bury. Like, do, do bury. Next question. Um, I could uh, be what? reading these so much better. Just want to say, just give us a shout out, LOL, laughing emoji. No, okay, I'll shout myself out on Twitter because I have a pretty nice Twitter. Give, Joey give Nagle him a shout out and then use the bleep bar. J-O-E-Y-N-A-G-L-E-1-9. Seriously, say Shout out. Shout out. Perfect. Yep, there you go. You got your shout out. Um, next one. What's wrong with sale? Nah, not talking about that. Nah, um, we touched on that. How the socks need to get their stuff back together. Just From remember. Instagram. Get like the name Graham with the Graham. H. Ah, the Instagram. Ah, like the cracker? Instagram yep. crackers. Yep. Instagram. They just need to win. Do win. Win more. Yep. Very good. win. Um, Brady Lewis four concerns on Red Sox beating themselves with mistakes, like we said. Getting um, in their own. Did we even talk about that? Not really. Joey we didn't even was, talk Joey about that. You never read your errors. list of errors. Yeah, Joe, you never oh, read your list. Go. Hold on. Uh, so sale. Three walks. All three of them came around to score. Devers and Moreland. Uh, it was a poor throw, poor scoop attempt on Moreland. I remember that. And. That run, that run came around to score with two outs in the inning. If that play is made, inning's over. Run does not score. Bogarts, he kind of nonchalantly fielded that grounder up the middle. I don't know why they gave him a hit because that That's really an was error. an error. That run came around to score. Now, here we go. Oh, boy. Jackie Bradley Jr. slash Darwinson Hernandez slash Xander Bogarts. Slash you Mitch throw. Marlin. Yeah. You throw it at the uh, Yankees' first base coach okay. who runs score. <laughs> so it was, now, a, it was a fly ball to the center field. Jackie Bradley Jr. got it and then threw it to Caught no it one. at second base. He ran it all the way into the infield. To be fair, Xander Bogarts was pointing over to first base and Darwin's and Hernandez and Darwin's was not covering. Cover. Yeah. What was Mitch Moreland doing? He's the cutoff. Probably scratching the cutoff his on that play. Cut off. Oh, he goes, yeah. to, he goes yeah, to the pitcher's right. mound. He cuts right. off on that play. Yeah. And the pitcher's back but, I mean, at home. Yeah. I mean, Jackie should have at least looked before he threw it. I broke it he's down. He's not a shortstop. True, 
true. It was accurate, though. If there was a first baseman it, there, he would have been yes, out. Yes, they doubled him off. Yeah. Um, yeah, so instead of an inning-ending double play, two runs come in to score. That's rough. Yeah, that was that was a killer. Like that, that really cost you us. You can't. No, what? that can't happen. We got a question from Joey Nagel19 in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. It says, can Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not done yet. Hold on. Oh, there's still more on more that list? More errors, yeah. Okay. So, everyone on the team failed to capitalize with runners in scoring position. True, one for nine. Too late. One for nine. You blew the bases loaded with one out in the eight. That was brutal. That was terrible. Was that I knew they weren't going to come through. Yeah. JBJ then, struck uh, out. JBJ Marcus strikes Walden out. let Cameron Maven get in his head by dancing down the line and yanked the pitch. <laughs> that run came in to score. And... Uh, I also summed this up in a sentence. It was a loss that just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Sour. And also, I also think it was a bit contagious. Like, we were making so many boneheaded plays on defense <laughs> that I think it kind of bled the offense in a way. You know, it's something that hangs over your head because you should make the plays in the field. Yeah. And I, I think it was something that just hangs over the offense. And, you know, maybe that's why they – uh they were failing to drive in runners in scoring position. I don't know. Next question. It happens sometimes. Next, next question from our own Joey Nagel19. Let's go. Can you have a competition to see who can use the most ek phrases in one sentence? Can you have a competition, a thing that I'm only good at, a really niche skill that I can brag to all my lady friends that I'm good at? All right, Joey, go ahead. How many can you do? <clears throat> all right. You know, Chris Sale right now, he's pitching into branch work. He's getting not only his lunch, but his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Got no hair on his fastball. Mediocre cheese, really. I mean, it's topping out at like 91. You know, you can't dominate on that. You know, he's got to get back to the head back on his fastball. Right now, it's just coffee. He's coffee, fellas. You know, Thanks for that. Yep, you're Very good use of time on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Jason took the time to go get his drinks. Yeah. Yeah. I walked way over to the fridge to get drinks during that. Um... (laughs) Pokefan214, what do you think... What? Uh, what do you think the Sox have to do to get in the playoffs? Edwin Diaz, that's it. Do win? <laughs> do win. Um, do win, yep. Do ooh, win. Kirby Yates mock trade from S. Moore 20. Do we give up Dahlbeck or Feltman? Feltman? Um, oh, no, no, no. no Feltman doesn't have much value. Feltman does not have – he has no value right now. He's having a bad year. He is. I think Feltman. it's more likely we get Diaz at this point, but if we do get Kirby Yates – I almost don't think we'd need to give up Casas or Dahlbeck. We're not giving up Mata, that's for sure, because he's our top pitching prospect. We can't afford that. Jaron Durant, I feel like, should be in the trade talks as some guy we trade. He's been amazing. I, I don't want to trade him, obviously. But, but he's a bit old, isn't he? Isn't he like 24? I have no idea. But I'm more okay getting rid of him than Dahlbeck or Casas or Hope. Yeah, or so am I. Obviously, Hernandez or... But... I wish Jay Groom didn't hurt himself and then suck. Yeah, he fell off the face of the earth. He's just We could have traded him for someone. I can't remember who it was, but we didn't. Uh, last question here, again, about Edwin Diaz. Um, from Colby Scanlon. Do the Red Sox make a move on Edwin Diaz, or do they blow the opportunity? So do they actually follow through and get Edwin Diaz or any closer, or does Dombrowski just let the deadline pass getting no one? What changed from since all that talk about we're fine where we're at? You know, I don't really know. Now? It I'm doesn't not... seem like there's any significant like games. Maybe they just realized series. It could I... just be like they realized how far 
they are, like, out of the division right now and how they're barely hanging on in the wild card and realize they need to make a move. And what part of the team's the weakest? The bullpen. And they realize they need to get a reliever. Also could be the fact that they've been using Brandon Workman so much because they have no one else, and they realize that. Guys are getting overworked, and they just need a guy. So will they actually make a move? I, I Yeah. No, I, I'm very confident that they make a move. Well, because... I don't know. Like, I think we're, we really are starting to come to the point where even when we win games, you know, every, it seems every single night now that the bullpen is just, they, they pitch themselves into trouble. It's scary. We have to have, we have to put Brandon Workman in and with like six run leads because no one else is good. No one else we can trust. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. We went up seven, nothing on the Yankees and I wasn't comfortable. Yeah. We didn't even hit Garrett's magic number of eight. (laughs) <laughs> but um, I do think that they'll get someone. The reports have been saying, this one from Buster only, um, there is confidence in the Red Sox organization that they can make an impactful deal before the deadline. Speculation, Edwin Diaz makes a lot of sense. Um, and then after that, Mark Feinsand reported, Red Sox will likely add a reliever or two this week. They've talked to the Mets about Edwin Diaz, but nothing close as of now. But that was at 11... 11- this morning yeah i think i think that if we strike out on diaz i think we go out and get two relievers um which i feel like i don't kirby would be a backup option and then we would go for two relievers. yeah you know and if we did that maybe it's like ken giles and someone they haven't scouted yates though they scouted yeah they scouted giles they scouted scouted shane green Green. i think yeah 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 i don't know well i don't know um, but Alex Cora said, when asked, do the Red Sox need reinforcements, he said, every team does, which, boo, I he guess can't, is lame He can't answer. go out there and say, yeah, we do. I think that's but... his biggest call for help. Like, normally yeah. he says, no, I, I like the guys we have or whatever. He's basically giving and saying, yeah, yeah. we need help. Also, he has a connection life. with Edwin Diaz. Uh, he coached him on the Puerto Rico national team. So I should throw that out there. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Diaz to the yeah. Sox confirmed. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think I think I think we will make the move for Diaz. I think. Well, I mean, they have to, but I think a trade will come in the next few days. I yeah, it kind of has to because the trade deadline's coming up. Um, yeah, and it's a hard deadline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the it's hard deadline. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I like the hard deadline though. <laughs> Shut I, up! Oh my god! If a trade were Wait gonna happen, it would happen before the Wait trade deadline. The what? the Mets traded Jason Vargas. For a double A yeah. catcher who is hitting 195 this season and a career 261 well, batting average in the that, minors, who is 26 years old. Mets. It's He's Mets. a 99 fielding percentage over the. Over this is a Red career. Sox podcast. We got one more question I forgot to say. Hey, Joey, um, you're never um, a loser until you quit trying. From MR Clancy yeah. 17. Um, you what? don't think it's Mr.? Mr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's Mr. <laughs> <laughs> well, his name is Sean, so it's probably not MR. You're, yeah. His middle name is, er, wait, what? Oh. His first name is Sean, and his last name starts with an N, so I don't know where he gets the Clancy from, or the Mr., or the MR. Or... He's good at uh, the Rainbow Six Siege. Tom Clancy's okay. Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, well, well, he says, yeah. what would be a surprise acquisition? Um, Pedro Hernandez. Mm, Who's that? Mm, Sean Doolittle. Who are you? What are you thinking? It came out of my mouth so poorly. I'm not even gonna. 
Um, do you say Jose Abreu? Because that's who I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's a no. That's a good one. We've been in talks with him, or like we've been for years rumored connected with him for like four years, years. or something straight. Yeah. yeah. I would love to have Jose Abreu on the team. Yeah, I mean, you're nowhere close to the mic. You're leaning way back there. I would love to have have Jose. Abreu I hear on the him team. well. It's all good. Uh, yeah, he'd be cool. But I mean, Mitch Moreland's still Mitch Moreland. He was great before yeah. he was hurt. He was our best player, so there's still Is this contract up at the end of the year, though? I think it is, yeah. Wait, Abreu or Moreland? Or, I think they both no, are. No, Abre- yeah, they both are, I think. Yeah. I was asking more on Moreland, but... Last couple of things before we wrap this up. Shout out to David Ortiz. He's been released from the hospital. Oh, my God. That made my day when I saw this morning. Yeah, and he posted on Instagram saying he'll be back soon. Wonderful picture of a dinner. The food nice he was steak, making, yeah. it looked nice. I don't think I'd he can even that. eat it, though. He yeah, said, he said like he, he couldn't can't. eat it. No, he <laughs> yeah. said he can't. Yeah. yeah. It's um, nice to see my family feast on this, you know, T-bone steak that costs $30. Yeah. Yeah. But it is awesome to see him out of the hospital, and it's great to know that he'll be okay. As a commercial comes on, MLB Network of him. Wow. Also, I was, I'm staying in a hotel that the TV format is so messed up. I have not been able to see the scoreboard for any Sox games. So I'm keeping track on like my hands of the count, the outs, how many runners <laughs> you gotta are on base card. to score. Yeah, you gotta I know. do it like I, me. I you gotta get a scorecard. I thought we didn't I let Alex score take a scorecard anymore. I'm sorry. We don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah, last time we had him with a scorecard, we lost badly. Blown out. Um, uh, the Red Sox are undefeated when I score games. So start scoring the games again, then. I will. I You're will. the reason we suck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? The I will definitely score every game until Diaz gets his first save. That way, he can't come in and pull an Addison Reed. I'm going to post a picture of my left knee until Diaz gets a first save. <laughs> real quick, real quick, shout out Noah. Shout out Noah Zavolis um, with the Carolina Mudcats. He's alumni on the podcast. Uh, he had a sick behind-the-back play that was on like ESPN. That was him? Post- yeah, it was posted all around Instagram. So shout out him. Alumni of the podcast? He was on the interview. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that means. Um, I don't think yeah. that's the best way you could describe that. What? He's, like, what else you would you say? PP, past podcaster. He, was, he wasn't a podcaster. He was an interviewee. Uh, P.I.? P.I.? Private investigator. I think, I think PP's better, honestly. Um, yeah, shout out our PP. Joey, what did you what did you order podcast. from uh, what did you order from that restaurant? Yeah, what do you what do you order from mountains? that restaurant out oh, there? Um, I I actually ate it while we were recording. I muted myself. Though. And you You're didn't welcome. make a crap load of noise. I am so wow. impressed. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's the ASMR. What'd you get though? What'd you get? I got a uh, sriracha chicken sandwich with fries. Winners never quit, and quitters never win. It ain't over till it's over, guys. And this one's over. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, we're tune in the division. No, we're not. Tune in next week. Yeah, we are. And um, maybe we'll have Edwin Diaz on our team. Maybe we won't. It's a big week of games coming up against the Rays and Yankees again. The next podcast could either be incredibly happy or we could all be wicked pissed. Yeah. It was all a dream. This, this week saying? is going to make or break the season. This stretch of games will make, make or break the season between the Rays and the Yankees. Baseball gods bless us. We got, Diaz, we got four games in Yankee Stadium coming up. Like I said, tune in next week. See um, what happened in this
<laughs> in this last week. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happened. You never lose her until you quit trying. <laughs> Do win. <laughs> Do, Do win. win. Get Diaz. Now, I'm DJ Cool. I've got Both friends stocks. galore. You may have a lot of friends, but I've got much more. See ya. <laughs> Bye. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. <laughs> Joey! What are you Joey. doing? <laughs>